I Drive SoCal is brought to you by the very best auto retailers from across Southern California. When it's time for you to buy or even just kick the tires on the idea of buying, just go to idrivesocal.com and click on dealers. idrivesocal.com, click on dealers and get connected. Now, on with the podcast. If you're going to be taking part in using cannabis, do it responsibly. Don't don't drive. With alcohol, there's a predictable level on how quickly it's going to rise on somebody. With cannabis, we have to take consideration the user, you know, uh, of a long-term user, short-term user. We have to take consideration on how they ingest it. Welcome to I Drive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. I'm Tom Smith, and today I'm in Santa Fe Springs, California, and I'm joined by Sergeant Oscar Chavez of the California Highway Patrol's Impaired Driving Section. Uh, Sergeant, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, sure, absolutely. So the topic today is marijuana as it pertains to DUIs. Now that it's legal, uh, things have changed, or or at least it would seem they've changed. Maybe they haven't, but that's what we're going to talk about. When did marijuana officially become legal here in California? Uh, As of this year, uh, beginning uh, in 2018 of this year, uh, it became uh, legal uh, to purchase as well as to uh, sell uh, uh, cannabis to the, to the general public. As of January 1st this that, year. That's correct, yes. So there was the medicinal use before the complete legalization. So are all those, and I'm not sure if you know the answer to this question, but are all those shops that were medicinal, now are they um, are they just automatically able to, to sell to anybody? Uh, not exactly. Those medicinal uh, shops will still be open. They still have to abide by the, uh, the old, uh, or the current law. So then, um, for the, as far as the shops are concerned, they have, uh, two, basically two different sets of guidelines that they need to, and probably, uh, some kind of permission that, that for medicinal as well as the, the recreational. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So then, um, how was the California Highway Patrol directed to handle marijuana-related issues leading up to the, the legalization? Uh, and, and so, to be specific, before 20, uh, January 1st, 2018. Uh, well, all through 2017, the, the California Highway Patrol took a, a strong view into training, training our officers to making sure that uh, we're able to... Um, identify someone with the influence uh, of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, all our officers, uh, when it comes to CHP officers, they're all trained to be uh, SFSC trained to recognize alcohol. They all get 52 hours of training. SFSE? Yes, I'm sorry. That's standardized field sobriety test training. Okay, standardized uh, field mean, sobriety test training. Yes, the department um, um, actively made sure that all our officers by the end of 2017 were trained in what's called A-RAD or Advanced Roadside Impaired Driving Enforcement. Okay. Which A-RAD. 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 Right, yes. Uh, so it's Advanced Roadside Impaired Driving Enforcement. Okay. And that what that course is a two-day course, 16-hour course, which uh, uh, 
we train our officers on recognizing not only signs, not not only reemphasize the signs of impairment of alcohol, mm-hmm. but to also emphasize the signs of impairment of drugs, including cannabis. Okay. And when just in, um, overall, all we're looking for out there is to make sure that, especially if we pull someone that's under impaired, we're looking for strictly impairment. Uh, doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter. It could be pills. It could be uh, sleep deprivation. Sleep, also, up if they, they might be, uh, if they're too tired to drive, that's also dangerous as well. But specifically to to drugs themselves, uh, we're looking to make sure. And there's other drugs out there as well, like uh, um, you know, you have uh, like Xanax, or you sure. might have something like a painkiller, like Vicodin. So not just cannabis, not just illegal drugs, but also prescription drugs that somebody might be. Yes, prescribed or or abusing. Absolutely, yes, and we bring experts throughout the t- throughout the state, uh, medical professionals to to kind of um, teach about the science symptomology yep. of, of drug use, and we also have included in that part of the training. Then before uh, January one of this year, and into now, what's changed in marijuana related? traffic incidents or 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 even other if there's some significant that that's outside of of traffic as it pertains to to now that marijuana is legal uh it's a little too soon to kind of like pull stats out it's only been you know three months since uh three or four months since since january 1st uh what's really changed on our enforcement uh i wouldn't say not not much our biggest push is always make sure that uh, people are safe out there. Mm-hmm. If they consume whatever they consume it, they do it, you know, uh, uh, responsibly. If you're going to be taking part in using cannabis, again, do it responsibly. Don't don't drive. You know, get it. There's a lot of uh, uh, ways to get from point A to point B. We have uh, ride sharing, uh, yeah, like, like all kinds, like <laughs> Uber and Lyft. Have you guys seen a change in uh, offenses? Or or uh, increase or decrease really? Uh, specifically to anything specific, it's too soon. To, it's too soon to tell. Like with alcohol, there's the you get pulled over, you do a field sobriety test, uh, you you have the scientific data of the breathalyzer. Yes. And there's a measurement. It's 0.08. You can't be over 0.08. Maybe even you can you can get a DUI under 0.08 with alcohol. I know that's subjective to to the situation, but that's correct. As it pertains to marijuana, other than the the field sobriety test, is there any scientific data such as a breathalyzer or a blood test that that is that is done? Uh, currently, the, the CHP is looking into uh, technologies uh, when it comes to, uh, for example, uh, the the mouth swab in order to detect the presence of cannabis okay. in in the in your system or, re- or recent use. When it comes to uh, chemical tests, uh, yes, there's no breath test that you could, you know, blow into a machine and get your 0.08 level. Uh, the only way right now that we could use is to use a conformatory test, which would be the blood test to test the presence of, of cannabis in, the, in, in someone's system at this point. You can consume cannabis in so many different ways. It's not just smoking it anymore. They're eating it and there's some kind of wax um and uh, there's even topicals right you rub it on for for uh, a a knee or something uh yes it just seems like it opens up so many strange questions and and how 
But it doesn't sound like it's it's a problem. I'm asking questions of, yeah, of a problem that doesn't really exist. It sounds well, like. well. Every with alcohol, there's a predictable level on how quickly it's going to rise on somebody, and once they peaked at their level, on how quickly it dissipate till they get to a zero. With cannabis, is it's really difficult. It's really it's really it's different uh -huh. uh, than any other like alcohol, for example. With cannabis, we have to take consideration the user. You know, uh, are they a long time user, short term user? We have to take consideration on how they ingest it. Is it edible? Are they using a sativa strain? Are they using an indica strain? You know, sativa is going to have some effects uh, on a user versus an indica strain. Or is it a hybrid strain, a combination of both? And what's the THC levels of, of the cannabis? You know, are we talking about levels at 10% THC for the green leafy substance? Are we talking about... 30% uh, THC on some of the more uh, potent cannabis leafy substance? Or are we talking about some of the, like you mentioned, the wax? Are we talking about the 80, 90% THC levels? So 80, when it comes to whatever strain they're using, if they can get behind the wheel, uh, we're just going to check, you know, the signs and symptoms of intoxication at that point. How is it, how is it affecting reaction time? Because um, all those... Uh, Tests we do roadside uh, are reliable when dealing with uh, someone under someone under the influence. Just as just as uh, reliable, the DRE uses his their tests as well. Not only do they use uh, some of the roadside tests that that uh, that the officer used on field, the DRE goes into more in depth uh, tests like uh, pulses at three different intervals, uh, blood pressure, uh, pupil size. Uh, in diff three different lighting conditions and regular room like like here uh, as well as near total darkness and um, direct light as well so DRE is it's a drug recognition evaluator drug recognition evaluator yes. and that is a set of guidelines that officers are instructed to yeah. go by to determine whether or not someone is impaired yes the DRE is going to follow what's called the standardized 12 step process okay which starts with the breath test and in that 12 step process involves uh checking for alcohol uh pulses at three different intervals blood pressure checking pulse the pulse yes so so an officer would would, would check my pulse on i on the side of no no once the once the DRE, this is after an arrest yes yes once gotcha, the, okay. once it gets to a dre uh that's already after the that's post arrest at oh that dre is okay can a person receive a marijuana-related DUI operating a bicycle, skateboard, rollerblades, or or even one of these uh, little uh, electric scooters that can be ridden in in bike lanes now? Uh, currently, there's there's no specific statute uh, for anything like that. For example, there is a specific statute or law for you know DUI on a bicycle. How much marijuana can I have on my person? How much marijuana can I buy? What what is what is what is legal? Twenty eight point five grams of the green leafy substance. Of the green leafy substance. What does that look like? A bag? A a, a sandwich bag? Um, about about the size, yeah. About okay. The size of a, sandwich a sandwich bag. bag. Yeah. And it's filled up. Uh, filled up. I want to say filled up. Yeah. But you 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 have to be twenty one years old, right? That's correct. Twenty one year twenty one uh twenty one years old. Or... And if I have more than that. I'm, am I in misdemeanor land or felony land? Uh, at this point, you're just an infraction. Infraction. What does yeah. that mean? Uh, it'll be a fine at this okay. point. So so it's not even a misdemeanor. It's just a no, no. citation That's of correct. some sort? That's correct. Yes. Okay. 
Anything I miss? We should we should talk, touch base on. Like I said earlier, just do it, you know do it safely. Um, don't get behind the wheel. All right. Well, very good. Sergeant Oscar Chavez of the California Highway Patrol Impaired Driving Section. Thank you so much for joining me. Very much appreciate your participation. Uh, thanks for keeping us safe on the roads. And uh, for iDrive SoCal, I'm Tom Smith. Thanks for listening.